Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 31, where we'll be discussing contact forms with Divi. Let's get chatting, but before we do, let's say hello to tonight's panel. Hi, Adam. Hey. Guys, how's it going? Um, can you hear me? We can. Okay, cool, cool. I'm Adam Inlay from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You could find me at adaminlay.com eventually. And Divi, um, help and share. Awesome, Adam. We're so glad you made it tonight. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Um, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac. Um, and you can find me at agirlinhermac.design. Boom. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios and coming to you from Australia where it is freezing. And you can find me at endure.com.au or endure web on all the things. Awesome. Hi, Tammy. Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy Grant of Sunflower Creatives coming from Orlando, Florida. You can find me on Twitter at your blog place. Fantastic. So glad you're here. Hi, Tim. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, and you can find me at timstreifler.com and divilife.com. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and the newly soon to be formed Divi.space. I'm glad to be back this week to jump into another Divi chat. Tonight we're going to discuss, you can find me at Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, and kind of like Sarah said, all the things. <laughs> um, Tonight we're going to discuss contact forms. My opinion, one of the most important features of a website that you need to consider is, you know, how can prospective clients or people who want to get in touch with you get in touch with you? So we're going to kind of talk about some of our favorite tools that we use that integrate well with Divi. We're also going to talk about the Divi contact form, which is going to have some updates from a sneak preview Nick Roach put out uh, sometime in the past two weeks. Uh, we'll touch on that for a little bit and uh, tonight we're going to discuss contact forms. So what's you guys' favorites? I want to hear from you before I throw mine I'll out go. There. <laughs> um, well people might be wondering what's wrong with the Divi form. Um, I, for me, I don't use the Divi form because it's unreliable. It doesn't always send and that's kind of the purpose of a contact form. Um, so I just got tired of dealing with it so I moved to a third party one. Um, I started with CF7, which is free, Contact Form 7. Um, Contact Form 7 does not have a database with it, but it does have a plugin that you can add on to add a database. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, that just means it stores your entries. Like if for some reason it doesn't get to your email, you have a backup system in place. Um, uh, but after that, I moved to Gravity. I paid for a license and I love Gravity. It's my favorite. Um, pay, it's the premium one I'll go for if I'm going to have somebody on a maintenance plan and, you know, they get my premium plugins as part of that. Uh, if I need a free one, I now use Caldera. That is my, my, um, my other go-to one. I find Gravity's um, conditional logic is a bit easier for me than Caldera's, but it just, that just could be because I've used Gravity more. Um, but, yeah, those are my top two for free and premium. <laughs> Awesome. I'm in the same boat as Leslie. I, I use Gravity Forms as well, and I'm actually 
repping them with my t-shirt today. Um, and actually, ironically enough, I did not wear it intentionally because of this episode. I didn't realize yeah, it until sure. a couple hours later. When I put it on, I was not fully awake. So. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I started using Gravity Forms a couple years ago, even before Divi came out. And um, it was I was using Contact Form 7 before that, and it never seemed to really I don't know. It just wasn't intuitive. Like I just couldn't wrap my mind around how it worked. That was in the very early days of, of doing web design. And when I finally made the jump to gravity forms, I'd heard about it for a while. It was like groundbreaking, like what I could do with it, all the integrations. It has been amazing. Um, one th complaint I, I do have about gravity forms is it seems like, cause they are the most popular premium form builder for WordPress. And because of that, I think they're getting a little bit comfortable. And so, I haven't really seen new features come out. You know, they'll do you know fixes and tweaks here and there. You know, small enhancements, but it doesn't seem like they're innovating as much. Um, yeah. But what I do really like, uh, Leslie mentioned Caldera Forms. It seems like Josh Pollock and his team are really kind of um, breaking new ground, adding new features, doing really cool things with forms that haven't been done before. In addition to you know enhancing their conditional logic and adding new integrations and so forth. Um, but for me, my go-to is Gravity Forms, but I, I've been really liking Caldera as well. And so when I need to use something for free or um, in the, the Divi groups, I always recommend Caldera free, uh, Gravity Forms premium. Yeah, awesome. Caldera actually is making me want to use them more because like you said, they're, they're proactive in, in coming up with um, you know just new enhancements on it like you mentioned. And something I did notice, um, I don't know when they did it, but as of a few months ago, when you would use their um, their classes that they have to make columns, left and right columns, before you would have to use a media query to have it not be half on mobile because then they'd be super skinny. And they fixed that. Now you don't have to add a media query. I don't know when that happened, but I noticed it a, a while back. So do Caldera, I haven't used Caldera. Um, I'm a Gravity Forms girl as well. Um, and just for those who are considering going up to Gravity, um, one thing that I think they do quite well, which a lot of places do, is you can um, just buy one license and then try it out. And if you want to, I think they have a refund policy, but you can just try it out for one and then like upgrade slowly. And so, and you get like renewal for cheaper and all that kind of stuff. So don't be afraid to try it. Um, but in terms of Caldera, one thing I'm interested to know is how they make their money and like, do they have, <laughs> they have add -ons. well, yeah. So that's what I wanted to know. Like, can you add add-ons that cost money or whatever? Because I, I feel very tentative about using any product that is completely free with, but because I question how they're making their money. Therefore, how is their business sustainable? I don't want to put my investment in a company who, like in some ways I'd prefer to pay a company where I know my money is going towards their living and therefore they're going to keep supporting it. Uh, so tell me about, you know, what they've got that is paid as they, a part of it. They have a, a similar model to WooCommerce where their core plugin is free and then they make mm -hmm. money with add-ons. And yeah, so, okay. um, so I don't know, it, it's kind of depends on, on how much you use. So Gravity Forms is like, I think 200 bucks a year for, their um, unlimited license with all their add-ons. Where Caldera, if you get all their add-ons, I think it's like 500 bucks um, for unlimited sites, all their add-ons. And so it ends up being more, but the benefit is you can just, with Caldera, you can just get the add-ons that you want. Um, 
because like for with Gravity Forms, for example, I've never used every single add-on, and there's some that I'll never use. And so the benefit with Caldera is you're only paying for what you actually need. And then I think they have might have some other bundles as well. But yeah. So can you use Caldera without any add-ons? Like would yeah. you still get a database yes. um, without any add-ons? So people who are out there with a small business who just want like a really basic form, then Caldera is a really good option because it's yes. completely free. Yeah. Well, let me, let me kind of jump in here because I work really close with Josh Pollock. We actually have developed an add-on for his plugin. Sarah, first, let me tell you that Josh Pollock would love you supporting his company. They, <laughs> they do have the add-on model just like WooCommerce, like Tim said. Um, but um, somewhere where I like, I like supporting people that I know that are in the community that I meet out at WordCamps and stuff like but you that. you know everybody, David. Well, <laughs> Josh, Josh speaks at a lot of WordCamps. They go out. They do a lot of stuff in the community and stuff. And I like to support that. And, I, and because I do yeah. know him and his product and stuff, you said you just made a statement about, so if a business wants a simple contact form, they can use Caldera. If they want yeah. a simple contact form or a complex contact form, they can use Caldera for free. Mm -hmm. Because Caldera has conditional logic built into it, into the free version, which nobody right. offers that as a free. And that's huge. You know, yeah. so if you're a business and you're a company. I don't know if that's true. There's like a lot of form plugins out there that I haven't tried them all. Well, Should now we they, they, may, they, may they may have more now, but I can tell you that until Caldera came out, none of them had conditional mm -hmm. logic built in for free. Can uh, we just you had explain what conditional logic is to people, just yeah. in case they don't know yeah. what it is? So yeah, conditional if, logic if, is if you ask a question like a drop-down option, like would you like a quote and then there's a yes or no, then if it's no, then you might just submit. But if it's yes, then it like drops down a whole bunch of extra questions for you to like fill in. So the condition is depending on how you answer this one question, the form will then reveal other sections or will close off other sections. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can essentially have one form that answers multiple people's um, queries without having to have three different forms, one for clients, one for members, one for whatever. Exactly. And then on the, the other awesome. side of that, conditional sending. So if mm. they say, oh, this is a billing question, then it'll the, the, the contact form will send to the billing department. If it's a support question, then it'll yeah. get sent to the support department. Yeah. And also if you have like um, integration where it's going to like add to like MailChimp lists, then it can conditionally do that as well. So it can conditionally like um, add them to a particular list based on what they answered at a particular question. <clears throat> Sorry, keep going, David. I just wanted no, to make sure that no, people no. understood what that was in case people no, were like, what the hell is conditional? Yeah, no, I think I, a lot of people don't know what to call it because I see a lot of questions get asked and, and they don't really word it right, but it's what they want is conditional logic. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ability to make more complex forms as opposed to name, comment, um, you know, and, and I, I guess my next question would probably be, you know, what are some of the uses that you would use contact forms for? You know, obviously there's a contact form. I want to contact you. But a lot of people don't realize just how powerful these tools are for not only conditional logic type kind of stuff where you can kind of guide the customer through a journey of where you want to go based on the responses that they give. But you can also use contact forms for lead generation, which mm -hmm. is huge. 
you know, segment them and list, which you talked about MailChimp. Most of the contact forms will integrate with all of the top um, email marketing platforms, ActiveCampaign, GetResponse, uh, MailChimp, all of those. So those are typically kind of baked in. Um, I guess over the past two months, we have integrated, um, I've worked with just about all of the contact forms, CF7, uh, Ninja Forms, WP Forms, Formidable, Gravity, obviously, Caldera, because we've been integrating into one of our plugins, front end submission, and that plugin needs to be compatible with all of the different contact forms that are out there. So I've been able to play with quite a few of them, and the good news is, is that they're all pretty awesome. I mean, it just kind of depends on what you want to do and stuff. I particularly like um, Gravity and Caldera Forms. Those are those are my top two as well. Now, um, WP Forms is is we've just started uh, playing with it, and I really love WP Forms as well. So I've never uh, tried that one. Yeah, Saeed Bulky and those guys over there are doing a phenomenal job with their products and stuff. And um, it's you know, more it's more geared towards the beginner, but it's like super super simple interface like drag and drop it's not quite as powerful as caldera or gravity um because like david was saying he was testing things for testify i was testing things for my plugin as well different contact forms and um for example wp forms doesn't have ajax submission and i reached out to them to see if that's something they're planning on adding and they're not and so and the reason is they're just kind of they're geared towards like the client basically the beginner user but still really really well designed does it have a database in the back end i think so yeah because i think that's one of the like if you're looking for features and you're looking around at all the different options that's one feature that if you can get it it's well well worth it because there are occasions where forms will go to spam folders and knowing that your client can check in the back end and see that there's been a new form submitted even if they didn't see it in their email like I've had clients who've missed you know heaps of emails because it just went into their spam and they didn't know um, whereas if they can log into the back end and see them then even if they've gone to spam or something's happened and you accidentally deleted the email you've got a copy of that so if you're looking for a feature I think that's an important one if possible to have available yeah, and I'm glad that you, you brought up the page builder aspect. Not all form um, plugins are page builders. That was one of the reasons I stopped using CF7. I could code it fine, but I had a client that was going to want to go in and she doesn't want to code HTML, or why should she, you know? Um, so I, that's why I ended up switching to Gravity um, for the page builder uh, to be easier for my clients. And that was before I even tried Caldera. So who knows, maybe if I tried Caldera first, it would be my favorite, but, but <laughs> don't worry, Josh. See, I, I've now, now I'm tracking back because I've done some styling for Josh and he was nice enough to hire me to do some blog posts and I'm over here like, oh, gravity. Um, but, <laughs> but I like them both. They both just have- So um, you bring up a really good point in terms of Divi and styling. So you've done a little bit of work for Caldera. Do you want to talk about styling and forms? Because I think yeah. that's important in Divi. I think um, yeah, I haven't absolutely. come uh, uh, across any that have a lot of styling options like out of the box. Um, I've always CSS mine, but obviously not everybody can do that or knows how. Um, I know Gravity has somebody made that Serbma, right? Serbma plugin that's free and it styles it to look like Divi. Um, yeah. So if you want it to look like Divi, that's fine. But um, you know, most people want it to have your colors or the look of your site or whatever. Um, 
I, and as far as CSS goes, you know, it doesn't discriminate. CSS is CSS. You can style any of, I don't see why you couldn't style any of the Foreman plugins to, to how you want. Um, I can't say one is easier than the other. I mean, they both have different, actually, I can say that. Um, I did do a tutorial for Caldera, and the way they did their radio buttons was a, a bit, not what I was expecting, so I, it kind of threw me for a loop, but, um, but other than that, it was fun. So if people want to style Caldera, you've got um, a tutorial on how to do that, yeah? Yeah, and something else, Caldera comes with starter forms, and Gravity does not. Gravity, you start, you build a new form, and you're on your own, and you just drag the boxes, and it's easy, it's fine. But Caldera has starter forms that, um, you know, for somebody who's never touched a website or a form, that's great because you can have something to, to help you get in, in the, you know, get started because it's very overwhelming for someone um, yeah. who doesn't know anything about an email field or paragraph versus sentence, you know, I mean, so that, that, that I do like about Caldera. Mm. We haven't heard from Sunflower Blog Creative and what they use for the contact <laughs> forms and stuff. Tammy, do you have anything you want to throw in here? Well, we use Gravity Forms for our sites, but um, for all of our clients, we use Caldera because we don't see any reason for them to buy Gravity when Caldera, Caldera is a great form. And uh, all of our child things, most of our child things, we use Caldera. One, unfortunately, the first thing we do is remove the Divi uh, contact form and use something that will allow us to uh, download customer information because it's uh you can also download the CV uh CSV file for the customers if you want to import that in your spreadsheet which is uh really helpful for customer service so that's what we use i have used uh, gravity forms to create uh online post submissions for uh, a website that was a uh, gathering like a coloring book submissions so it's a lot you can do with the form um, that's, you know, outside of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah you can make yeah, polls. I have a poll on Divi Chat. That's oh, a Gravity yes. add-on. Uh, you can do questionnaires. I mean, something, yeah, or some things are contact forms, but they, they can be manipulated to be other things, so. Yeah, let's talk about some of the uses that you may use a contact form outside of the standard stuff. I think that's a good path to go down. Maybe we can give some of the viewers and listeners uh, some, some ideas. I'll throw one out there. Um, you can set up a form. So if you want to sell a product like a t-shirt and you want to do a fundraiser or something on your website, you know, you don't need to go set up an entire e-commerce platform and set up WooCommerce, even though it's free, it's probably overkill for one or two products. Mm -hmm. You can use contact forms, set them up with a PayPal or Stripe or your own merchant account if you have that on your website set up. Uh, simply in a form. You can use conditional logic to set as many, you know, shirt sizes or whatever it is that you want and get pretty complex. And, um, you know, that's one use that you can use. Use it for us to sell products on your website using a form plugin. Any others? Yes, I have one that's, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tammy. We consider using Gravity Forms for a business directory. Uh, this is something that we're still a uh, still uh, working on the plans for. So the, um, that's one thing we're thinking of doing. Oh, interesting. There's not a lot of uh, really good business directory plugins out there. And I have a client who's using one that's terrible. I mean, it was, I'm not gonna name the plugin, <laughs> but it's really, it's really hard <laughs> to customize. And every time you um, make some changes to it, every time it updates, 
your changes are reverted. So uh. can you, yeah, isn't that terrible? <laughs> Yeah, I, I recently used Gravity Forms with a third-party add-on called Gravity View, which makes it really easy to set up like directory-type sites. Mm -hmm. um, and so that worked out really well. And then another example of kind of out-of-the-box way of using a form, I used Gravity Forms. You could also do the same form with Caldera and, and some of the others. Is um, It was basically a generator. So I had a, a tutorial on Divi Life on how to create a, a promo bar. I would basically, I recreated the Elegant Themes promo bar that slides in. And so I gave away the code, but then I, I set up a generator using Gravity Forms so people could customize it so they didn't have to go into the code and you know find all the different fields, the CSS, so that they could, in the form, they just plug in their text, what they want this, it to say, you know, like, our brand new website is live or whatever. What they want the button to say, what color they want the background to be, what where they want the link to link to. And then when they hit generate or submit the form, it will email them the the code with all of their customizations made and then they pop that in. Yes. So, and then what I also had is it was a email acquisition method or, or lead generation where they would get subscribed to my email list at the same time. Um, and so that was kind of an out-of-the-box way to use Gravity Forms that has worked really well. Nice. The other thing I've used it for, oh, sorry. No, 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 The other thing I've used it for is um, just like event <laughs> registration. So being able to let people register, because then, like Tammy said, it all stores in the back end and you can export all of the data of what people have answered for different things. And then you can also receive payment, like David said. So other than just selling things, you can actually, instead of having to, install a plugin for events specifically, you can just use your form that you've already got um, plugged in there. Absolutely. Yeah, and like, um, you know, David mentioned products. I have a client, um, it's, it's sort of a product. She teaches a class. Um, she has a class every few months. Uh, she's an esthetician and she has other estheticians and she trains and whatever. Um, but I use Gravity to sell uh, admission to her classes. So it's not necessarily a tangible product, but it's sort of a cross between tickets and, and products. Yeah. Um, something I haven't done myself, but I, I know it can be done, or at least I've heard it can be done, um, is a lot of times people want those, um, they have plugins that do this, but when you like, have questions and it'll spit out like a quote or something. I've heard that you can do that with Gravity. I haven't done it myself, um, but that can come in handy for sure, for especially for people in our line of work. Yeah, I want to, yeah, let me, definitely work. Don't, don't want it to sound like a Gravity love fest over here. <laughs> I'll give but you a couple of, a couple of, a, a couple of things that we use Caldera forms for, for example, that are kind of different things that you can. Child theme generator at divi.space is built with Caldera forms. Um, it is, you know, fill out and it'll create a child theme for you and it's mailed to you. Um, so it will actually, you know, create the file, output the file, email the file to them. That's a pretty cool, and, you know, lead generation, as Tim said, when they create that, they sign up and they um, are signed up to your email list and stuff is, is what we have there. One of the other things that we recently did for a client in Germany um, was lead generation, which has really kind of expanded my view on the power of contact forms and really what you can do with them. <clears throat> so I had a client that wanted to do lead generation for a real estate company in Germany. They're, they're a real estate agent and they wanted to capture data with a, a multi-step form process. And they reached out to us um, 
and they wanted us to know if we could integrate an image select module because in the multi-step process is all of these contact forms only offer radio buttons, check boxes, you know, the standard stuff that is in there. Um, but they wanted an image select which would allow them to insert whatever image they wanted and then go to the next step. So basically we created, we created this you know, add-on for Caldera. It's not available right now. We're 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 probably going to put it on a Caldera site at some point. Um, but but it is what we created for them was a multi-step form process that basically you know, what type of property you're looking for. You know, a house and a, an apartment. Uh, um, you know, for lease to own, kind of somewhat like conditional logic, but it was multi-step. And we kind of went through the whole process, and all it was was a lead generation. You know, this was, they, they, they used it, you know, you, you would assume on the front end of the website that you're going to get this fantastic pertinent data and stuff. And, um, you know, it's lead generation that's actually emailed back to them from the company. So I thought that was just a fantastic way of um, using a contact form where a company captures lead data and then they, they get to submit the, the answers to the questions that the people are asking, but they all of a sudden have a good, fresh, warm lead for their product and stuff. So it was, it was kind of eye-opening to me of what you, the power of what you really could achieve with contact forms. We even integrated a, um, some JavaScript and jQuery where it, you know, it looked like it was calculating at the end of the form by the time <laughs> they got thinking. to the end. Yeah, it was thinking <laughs> and, and boom, go check your email and you know, you've got the answers to your questions and stuff. It was so cool. I was like, man, this could be we got to use this for for whatever, you know, for some serious lead generation and stuff. So bottom line being they can do a lot more than a simple message and email field. I mean, they, they really can. Yeah, they can. And uh, and we did them with Caldera. Obviously, you can do them with Gravity, and you know we all use Gravity. But. The only downside, and and now um, in finding Caldera, you know, and it being free, and pretty much doing everything I, I do with with Gravity, um, it's just going like you know sometimes you build forms for clients and they're long and it's a pain in the butt. Do I really want to yeah. go back to that client that I rarely talk to? It's hard to get money out of and just redo it. So I don't you know so I can switch yeah. to a free form. Not really. Um, so yeah. I don't know how long I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, for that reason alone, the ninety bucks or whatever it is a year for gravity, yeah. I'll probably keep paying. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I got another look thing it. to bring up about forms is security. So I always like to bring up security. <laughs> um, so one thing to Our consider with security forms, experts. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing to bring up about forms is people are inputting data into your website. And so if anyone is putting any data into your website, no matter what it is, like that's a moment to consider security. So first step is you have to have all your security stuff done. So make sure you go back to our security episode so you can look at that. But also have an SSL certificate, like they're free now. So just have one because it's gonna encrypt the data as it's going from the person's computer to your server. And so no one can intercept that in transit. But another thing to consider is um, that forms are a fantastic place for hackers to be able to do cross-site scripting. So that's the place where you hear this like XXS, I think it is, or cross-site scripting. This is like the main way that people can like really get into. So don't use a form plugin that's not reliable. 
Um, make sure it is, like I know for a fact that gravity is really secure, which is why I stick with gravity. I'm pretty sure that Caldera probably is as well, um, but I haven't looked into that one. But it's really important to not just use any old thing because cross-site scripting is a really big deal and you don't want to have your site hacked. So just make sure you're using a proper one. And then also just think about what data are you keeping on your server? So we have a form for a real estate website where people are doing like a, um, like a submission to rent a house. And so they have to put in all this information, like their current address, their previous address, their, um, their um, license number, like all this really sensitive data, their birth date, all that kind of stuff. And so what we decided to do, instead of having that risk of it living on our server, was I got some code from Gravity Forms to not store that on the server. So it just sends it to the client because I don't want the risk as the owner of the website and as the manager of the website and my clients didn't want the risk that they had that data stored on their website because that's a really big deal and you can get sued for a lot of money we researched. Mm -hmm. So just keep in mind, yes, it's fantastic to keep the data on your server, like their name and their email address and pretty basic stuff. But if it's really sensitive data, maybe consider using some sort of um, code to not store that in your actual website, just to give yourself a little bit of risk-free in that yeah. moment. Sarah, I have a question for you. If someone wanted to find out if the forms that they were using did have XXS and what you were mm -hmm. mentioning, how would they go about finding out whether or not the forms that they're using actually are secure? Ask her husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm, honestly, I'm not sure if there's some sort of database somewhere, but usually I just ask Rick and he tells me. Um, so I'm not really sure. But um, And that's I'm Rick at EndureWeb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm sure there's a way to find out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll ask that question and I'll, if I get a response of some sort of forum that you can look up, then I'll, we'll put it on the post there. But the basically, notes, don't, yeah. yeah, don't go with like a really small one. I definitely trust Gravity. So if you're concerned about that, definitely consider Gravity. But I'm going to look into Caldera as well because I'm sure that it's been well vetted. Good companies that have a good amount of money behind them are going to get their products tested. And that's a really expensive process. So um, if someone's putting out a really free, cheap, like I'm not saying Caldera because they're obviously getting money other ways, which is great. But if there's some other form and they're not getting any money and they're just doing it in their backyard as a bit of spare time, <laughs> I, I would be tentative about putting sensitive information where people can input data because if they can input data, they can input code. And if they can input code and it doesn't get recognized, then that can do really dangerous things in the back end. Well, it's good that you brought that up. And one that I have never used, but I know it's very popular, um, Ninja Forms was hacked last year. Mm. I don't know exactly the nature of the hack or anything. I just remember there was all kinds of articles about it. And I was surprised because, yeah. you know, it's Ninja Forms. I didn't use them, but, um, you know, they're, they're relatively well known. Um, yeah. So, so Yeah. It happens. And realistically, everything has a risk of getting hacked. Like, just because a company gets hacked once doesn't mean they're the worst company in yeah. the world. But, but companies will be having their products <laughs> tested annually and putting that expense in to make sure that their products, like that's Rick's whole job is that kind of stuff, to be testing products and testing apps and testing things to see can they get in. And these companies get it done every year. So 
good companies, I know Diddy gets theirs tested as well, like good companies are going to be having their stuff tested regularly. Um, and you can always ask them. If you're not sure, maybe just go to their support and say, are you guys having your forms tested for cross-site scripting? And they'll get back to you if they're good. Tim, Tim are you getting your stuff tested now? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, but but now I am. Sarah, you're talking about um, your client who did not want the, the data stored on their server. You know, they only wanted it sent via email. And mm. so one thing that we haven't talked about yet is deliverability. And um, a big thing for deliverability, making sure that those contact emails are actually getting to you or the client, is to use some sort of SMTP tool or um, I'm totally blanking uh, on the name of the other uh, server. Um, gosh, email. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm totally brain farting right now. None of us know the word, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> what, what, what were you asking, Tim? Ask it again. You like SendGrid? Like SendGrid, yeah. There's, oh, um, okay. Yeah, I use SendGrid on, on my site. Th there's a word yeah. for that, and I'm totally I'm glad, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. So I don't know what these things are, so why don't you tell me, because I haven't had any issues with gravity getting forms through. Like, I've never had yeah. missed... So, forms coming through. So tell us what it is. Basically, the concept is anytime WordPress sends an email or a contact form sends an email, so whether it's a password reset email that WordPress sends or Gravity Form sends a submission or Caldera, whatever, it's sending it through uh, WP mail function, which is basically being sent with your own mail server. So if you're hosted at HostGator, then HostGator sending that email, or if you're at WP Engine or, or A2 Hosting, whatever, they're, they're the ones sending that email, which those, e those servers are not made for sending emails. And a lot of times, especially on, on cheap hosting, their IP addresses have been used for, for spam or you're on a, a shared hosting account with 300 other websites. And so that's why a lot of times the uh, emails will go to spam because you're sending it from a server that is with a bunch of other websites that might not be doing, you know, <laughs> best practices in terms of spam and everything. And so it makes using... so much sense now. When yeah. I was with a cheap host, that's when my client was getting them into her spam. And since I moved to WP Engine, I haven't had anyone report it going to spam. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I haven't been using these services as much now that I'm with WP Engine as well. But um on, on like for example on, on Divi Life just because you know uh, I'm selling products and I want to make sure people are getting their email receipts I do have it set up I'm using um, Mailchimp's uh, version which is called uh, Mandrel and so you can only use Mandrel if you're also using Mailchimp but basically they send your emails um, through their servers that are made for sending large amounts of emails they're not all being sent from the same IP address you know that's being staggered with different uh, email servers and so basically you can ensure deliverability of those emails and so it, it's it's nice to have a backup um, on the on the servers using things like Caldera forms and gravity forms that have that database um, and then another way to ensure that you're seeing those submissions is to use a service like uh, SendGrid or Mandrel um, I think Railgun is another one um, basically, you're, you're having something else besides your web server send the email, which is really helpful. So you just need yeah. one of those things, and then what? There's people talk about the the other thing you said right at the start, the SMTP. Yeah, that's SMTP. a different plugin that does something different. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the same concept, um, but it works a little bit differently. You can basically set it up to send from like your Gmail account, for example. I believe I don't use those. I typically use um, SendGrid or uh, Mandrel. Oh, so they're all the same thing. So you, you just need one of all of these things, of which I'm yeah. guessing will list um, yeah. what are the options. But you just need one. If your forms aren't getting through, maybe try that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I tried an SMT plugin with Divi because that's usually what people say works for them. But I, I didn't find those to really help with the Divi form. Um, yeah. But like David mentioned in the beginning, Nick said they're coming out with some new, um, I'll, I'll link to his little video that he did. It showed um, like a screen screenshot of what the new, I guess, fields and different stuff you'll be able to edit um, in Divi's contact form because you really can't do much with it right now. Um, mm. But they didn't mention anything about a database. And for me, if like I, I probably wouldn't still use it if there's no database yeah. system. So that'll be interesting to see what, what they come up with. Yeah. Yeah, not to totally scare people that you have to run out and use this type of stuff. If you're only getting a handful of contact forms and stuff on your website, um, you're probably not going to get blacklisted and sent into spam. So if you're sending, if you have a website with an e-commerce store selling tens of thousands of products like Tim Streifler over at Divi Life, <laughs> then you got to get something like Mandrill because you got yeah. lots of emails going out. Just, just kidding, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if your client is finding that their emails are going to spam, like this isn't emails that are going out to clients, but just, you know, your contact forms that are coming into your client, if theirs are going to spam, then it's a really good way of debugging that process. And just on the Divi form, I would say I love Divi. I'm with Divi 100%, but I will never use the Divi form <laughs> while it has unreliability to send emails. And use Caldera if you don't want to spend money. Like use something else. Purely because at the moment there's no way of confirming that the email didn't go because you can't even see the backup of whether it went or not because you don't know that it was sent. Um, so unless a client comes to you and says, I sent you a form, have you got it? You have no way of backing that up. So un until that is available, I love Divi. I'm all on board with you, but do <laughs> something else for your forms. I, I, thought, I remembered the name and by remembered, I Googled it. It's transactional <laughs> transactional email uh, services. And uh, so, how did you not remember that? That's such an easy name. I kept wanting to say contractual, like a contract. Like, that's not right. So transactional, like transactional. for example, like a, a transaction is taking place. Um, and actually, Sarah, um, if you're using a transactional email service, like I can log into Mandrill, for example, and I can see all my outbound um, emails that get sent through Mandrill. And mm -hmm. so I can go and I can see if it was delivered and I can see um, if it wasn't delivered, what the reason was. Um, and then I can see if it's opened as well. And so using that with the Divi form, you can make it more reliable and then you do have okay. some sort of a log. I mean, it's not it's not the same as having a database in the back end of WordPress because you know it's, it's a transactional email service. It's made for developers, not for, for clients so much. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's still worth having an email form solution that has the the database entry. Um, but having that, I feel a little more comfortable using the Divi form on just like a basic site with a basic contact form because I do have that that log. Yeah. Well, and something else too, the benefit of having something like a database is you get the IP address as well. And you know, I've gotten several. <laughs> 
spams that got through or harassing type things where they're using my website form to get through. Um, and I can block the IP now with that, which I can't do without a, a, a service that has a database. So it's not just, yeah. um, you know, the contact information they're submitting. It's their IP, the time, um, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, which you bring up another good point, which is um, like the robot stuff. So having... Um, someone's going to have to back me up. Yeah, capture or one of those services or Clean Talk means you don't need to have a capture. Yeah, Some people get really annoyed with capture, so Clean Talk's well worth. Um, I think Leslie yeah, and I Terry got me onto that one. I um, so Clean Talk's really good. Wh what's but Clean having a capture, uh, Clean Talk is like a spam filter. It's a little bit like a Kismet, except it like does okay. a whole oh. lot with forms as well. It just it just works. Like it, but it's a paid service, so you do have to pay for it. But it depends on how many sites you have, to how much you pay. But it just seems to work, and then you don't need to have capture. Um, and then also some of them have Honeypot. And the one thing I would say with Gravity Forms is I found a bug, which I don't know if they're fixed now because I just got annoyed and turned it off. Was that I had Honeypot on. Um, some of my gravity forms and it meant that on mobile on Chrome on iPhones that the form never went through with huh. Honeypot um, and so I would just say uh, so Honeypot is basically like a hidden form that robots think they have to fill in but humans don't ever see it so they never fill it in um, and so I would which is nice because you don't have to have the capture but what I found was that then on a particular phone on a particular browser the forms weren't going so just I would stick away from Honeypot <laughs> on gravity yeah I was gonna bring that up um, I remember I, I had never used Honeypot and, and I like, I'd always saw it I never knew what it was and then you brought that up in the, the Divi groups and I was like what is it yeah. so then I started using yeah it. I've never used it I've just it, seen it, it there. It's such a cool concept because it basically is like a hidden capture. Mind you, um, capture now has that uh, capture. There's a new the capture, humanity. which the, is meant to be like a hidden one, but I haven't used it. So I can't talk about it, but apparently they're coming up with a hidden one. But Honeypot is essentially a hidden capture so that people don't have to get annoyed about, which is a fantastic concept, but it doesn't actually function for mobile, and if people are going to be filling out your form on mobile on a Chrome browser, then that's a problem. Yeah, now, I, want, I want to look into that and see if they fixed it, because, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty big bug. It's know? a huge bug, and I reported it, and they didn't seem to want to know about it. So, oh, really? Um, yeah, I, I definitely reported it, and in the end, I got fed up with it and turned it off. So, you know, <laughs> maybe just test it out. So, David, make friends with Gravity so they can fix that. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Gravity. I'm coming for you. I, I met Gosh, a couple of the guys at Pressnomics. Yeah. I feel like we need to get you, like, some sort of cape, and then we can be like, <laughs> David, to the rescue. <laughs> and then it can have something about, like, net, the networking superhero. <laughs> we should make that. Tammy, you were going to say something? I was going to ask, have you all had problems with the Google Capture that you use on uh, Gravity? Mine break all the time, so a lot of times I don't use it on on any oh, you forms. Don't. No. Yeah, um, all I've really used is the Honey Pot with Gravity Forms. Yeah. Um, I, so I never really price. use the captures. I don't know why. They just don't like the way they look, which is a terrible thing because it's not about design. But um, <laughs> the thing really clean, clean talk. Clean yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah, I use Clean Talk, so I was able to remove it. But yeah, they haven't been very reliable. i was just wondering yeah, if any of you all. I just that. find clients get complain about the fact that 
um, some of the people who are using their site can't figure out which buttons to click. Like <laughs> when it's a picture one that they actually find it just really hard to get I mean, it right. It doesn't and it's stupid. I don't know. It's so no, some of the picture ones are really hard. Like I'll get yeah. it wrong like three times yeah. in a row. <laughs> Like I'm taking the I can understand why people hate that stuff, and um, that's why I've moved. I've tried to move away. Why I tried Honeypot, and now why I'm using Clean Talk because basic people are using websites, and your website isn't just for techie people. The websites you're creating are for everyday people who are just browsing the web. So it has to be friendly to people. Who I thought you meant. I thought you were saying they couldn't find the submit button. I was like, what? No. <laughs> says like pick the ones that have signs yeah in it. like and which one has like, a lion in fronts. it yeah the yeah. shop front one is so confusing because i'm like is that a shop front or is that yeah just a and, and plus aren't they like time too if you don't pick fast enough it'll like kick you out and start to go over <laughs> yeah yeah as a side note once i started using good hosting with wp engine and i started using cloudflare the spam comments and spam contact form submissions are very minimal because I think those spam bots, they target certain IP addresses, which are like the, the shared hosting, the cheap hosting. And then also Cloudflare will um, filter out a lot of that bot traffic anyway. So using those two, so Cloudflare and just premium hosting, I get very little. And so that's why I haven't used the, the recapture of the gravity forms yeah. is because I never really felt the need to because of those things. Yeah. I, I, that's not like a data-backed statement, but that's just kind of my <laughs> That's experience. just a Tim statement. <laughs> Heard it here. Tim said. Yeah, it's a theory. <laughs> no, I would agree. I, I use WP Engine and Cloudflare as well, and then I use CleanTalk on top of that. And with that combination, I, don't, I haven't seen any spam come through, to be honest. All right. Well, this has been a fantastic episode on contact forms. I really didn't know where it was going to go, but I feel like we've <laughs> we've kind of covered quite a bit of ground and um, put out some really, really useful tips and tools and stuff. I would like to continue along with our tradition of parting thoughts, if we could. And uh, this week, let's start over with Tim. All right. So my parting thought is, I don't have time to think about this. Yeah, it's contact forms. I'm kind of like, hmm. <laughs> I would say um, <laughs> definitely when, when choosing a contact form, um, choose one that has a, a, an entry database. Um, and then additionally, find do your research and find one and really stick with it because um, once you get to know it and you, you, know, you have some CSS set, set aside for styling it, um, then you kind of cut down on the work on every site. You kind of just, you're able to reuse forms and, and import and export. So do your research, figure out which one you like best, test it out, and then invest in one and stick with it. Great tips, Tim. Tammy. I'll say, uh, I guess it goes without saying that you should find a really good form with a database collection. And um, on your contact page, remove that email and use a good contact form instead. Fantastic advice. Sarah? Um, I would just say don't be afraid to spend some money. Um, I think I am a strong believer in you spend money to make money. And I think your websites will look higher quality if you make an effort and put in a little bit of cash to back yourself. If you're going to be making multiple websites, it doesn't take much for you to get your money back. Um, but if you're afraid, at least try a good one. Like 
It sounds like Caldera. Awesome tips. How about you, Leslie? Um, well, since I know about design, I will just, I guess in the show notes, I'll put, I, I think it's really important um, if, if you can to try to match your contact form to your site so that everything is kind of branded and looks like, a, you know, as a whole together. Um, so I'll link to some tutorials for CSS styling for Gravity and Caldera. And if I, those are just because I've, I've happened to work with those, but if I find any for other forms, I'll link to those too. Awesome. That's going to be very helpful. I guess my parting thought for this week is um, you guys have kind of said everything I wanted to say. So <laughs> uh, ditto on what they said. And here's my parting thought for the week. Head on over to Divi.chat, fill out the form, which suggests show topics yeah. that you'd like to hear about. Yeah, we're running about. Out. we need some topics. Because yeah, we would yeah. love to know what the audience would you know, like for us to discuss and stuff. So that's my parting thought for the week. It's really good to be back this week. And um, I want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, Divi.chat, and check out the show notes. There should be some good nuggets hidden in those show notes this week. You did it Hopefully. on purpose right? every time. Right, now. Leslie? Right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> if you like the show, Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, thumbs up on YouTube so that people know that they want to come and listen to us and stuff. Leave your questions and comments below on the website, in the YouTube channel. We, will, we do answer every comment, and we do read every email that comes through. Uh, tune in next week as we topic, tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Thanks again for tuning in and listening, and we will see you guys next week. And I hope... Not to be in witness protection mode. <laughs> so, have a good week. Oh, and next week's topic. I know it. Um, yeah, what's next week's topic, favorite, Leslie? Our favorite WooCommerce extensions and plugins. Oh, that's going to be This one was asked. Like, people have been voting on this one, so. Okay, awesome. Um, Boom. WooCommerce Boom. extension. See you Timmy, better week. be there, Woo guy. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, have a great week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.